Welcome to the So Powerful Podcast. This is your host, Jan Cancilla. You know the sound of my sewing machine means it's time for another episode. So, let's get started. Hello, So Powerful Podcast listeners. We're kicking off a new series of podcast episodes where Jason and I are going to discuss the work of So Powerful and the Three Esters Farm, everything that's happening on the ground in Zambia. The backstories, the planning, the thinking that goes into the programs, and even the challenges and difficulties. So, Jason, welcome. How are you today? Thank you so much. I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, yeah. It's an honor to be able to jump into the the episodes like this with you, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, I thought in this episode we could just talk about the format that we're embarking on so that people will know what to expect. Sure. And so so why don't you share with us, what are some of your thoughts on why you want to do this? Yeah, you know, I, I think that there are a lot of choices and decisions that we're making on the ground in Zambia with our team there about how to build programs and how to do the work effectively. And candidly, people just don't know about it. They don't know what goes into it and the hard choices and the models that we're using for uh, you know, the programs we're building. And I really hope that in these conversations, we can start to really walk through some of that and uh, really share with people um, more about the work of So Powerful and, and the farm uh, in, in the lives and society and culture of the team there in Zambia. Yeah. Jason, you have a long career and a background in international development. I don't think everybody is totally aware of that. Tell us a little bit um, about your background and, and that journey. Yeah, so we basically uh, devoted our whole lives to international relief and development and, and missions work. We um, we um, got married, um, uh, and before, but before that, Cinnamon was in Youth with a Mission, which is a short-term missions program. And uh, she served in uh, Eastern Europe. And then I started at World Vision and I was there for 16 years. I had the honor of working through graduate degree program there. My undergraduate degrees are in organizational management and biblical studies. And then my graduate degree is technically an MBA, but it was um, the emphasis was international nonprofit management. And uh, so we've traveled the world together. We've served in a lot of places and um, we've devoted our lives to this. We consider ourselves tent makers, which is sort of a weird thing. Maybe we'll talk about that in an upcoming episode. But um, this is uh, central to sort of who we are in our life, and we're passionate about it. And hopefully that comes out, and the ministry is so powerful. Okay, well, so let me ask you a few questions about what you just said. So sure. yeah. um, you worked for World Vision. Probably most people know what that is, but just sort of give us a, a quick synopsis of what is World Vision? Sure. Yeah. Christian International Relief and Development Organization. It was founded in 1950 by a, a Baptist evangelist named Bob Pierce. He was traveling in Asia. His story goes something like this. He was traveling in Asia. He did a evangelical meeting in, uh, I think, an island off of China. And I don't think it was Taiwan, but I think one, one of the, you know, in that area. And he um, he made a call for you know, commitment to Christ and ask these kids, it was like, you know, elementary and junior high kids to accept Christ and to go home and tell their parents about it. And the next day he came back to the school and the 
the lady, the head mistress, the, the, the principal, basically had a girl in her arms sobbing. The girl had been beaten and thrown out of her house because she did what Bob said to do, go home and told her parents about um, this commitment to Christ. And the missionary, her name was Tina Hokabor, put the girl in Bob Pierce's arms and said, I cannot take care of this girl. You have to take care of her and deal with what you did here. And he was just, you know, he's devastated. And he begged her to take the girl in. And it was no, a no going back situation. The parents were clear. She was out at forever. And um, so Bob Pierce begged the this missionary lady to, to care for the girl. And he promised to send $5 every month for her support. And he went back to the States and he really pivoted his ministry to um, understanding more about the plight of children uh, and what was happening in the world. And he started literally by just finding orphanages and uh, missions minded people who were serving around the world and just fundraising for them. And he was a super effective fundraiser and he, uh, he uh, built a whole ministry world vision and many, many people came out of that ministry to do international relief and development work, uh, Christian international work. And uh, so that's the story. And so I was there for 16 years. I started as a compensation analyst uh, and in human resources. I did that for eight years. And then I was in uh, fundraising and working with donors. Wow. Yeah. You know, I knew about World Vision, what they do now, but I never knew the origin. I mean, that is that is fascinating. Okay, so you had your graduate degree in international nonprofit leadership, okay, I guess. I knew, you could say. I knew international. Yeah. I wasn't sure the exact degree. And where where did you study? Yeah, Eastern University in St. David's, Pennsylvania. It was actually a, a program that World Vision created with Eastern University for for their executive leaders or senior leaders. And the, the goal of the program was that there were, they had basically identified a problem in their system. And they have like over 40,000 employees around the world. So it's not a small organization. It's like multi-billion dollar organization. But what they had found is that in a lot of countries, they would have um, senior leaders that um, were locals to the country, but weren't qualified academically or just didn't have a broad base of, uh, you know, um, educational background experience, you know, with theory of changes and things like that. And that was a problem. But the other alternate choice was to bring in an American or, you know, somebody from England to run the in-country staff. And that was less than ideal as well. So they created this program to really be sort of a, a high, higher academic uh, opportunity for these in-country leaders. Well, they allowed some Americans to apply for the program, and I applied for the program, but I was literally with almost all uh, African uh, you know, people in my cohort. Were from, they were amazing direct program directors from the uh, World Vision Africa countries. And... Um, so that was the, the gist of the program. We studied for four years together every summer for um, in actually the, the, our cohort met in Toronto and that we would all fly in and learn from each other. And I always like to say that I learned more from my roommate. His name is Chikandi Piri um, than I did from the professors, you know, but Chikandi, the first year we got assigned as roommates and I met him. He was wonderful. He's from Zambia. Side note, he's one of our board members in So Powerful Zambia now. The second year we went back by random lottery, random chance, he was assigned to my roommate again. 
uh, we, were, we were paired together. Mm-hmm. The third year, it happened again. It was completely <laughs> So I always said, like, my graduate degree was learning from Chikandi, basically. So. Well, and so Chikande was employed by World Vision in Zambia. Is that correct? He was a, a deputy national director for World Vision Zambia. He's since moved on to another right. organization, but yeah, that's what his role was in World Vision Zambia at the time. Yeah. Wow, that that's really cool. Okay, so you mentioned uh, that you traveled the world um, as as part of this work. What are some of the places that you visited? Yeah. Um, well, uh, before. Our World Vision experience, Cinnamon and I traveled to Mexico City together and did vacation Bible schools in sort of the, the inner city, I guess you'd call it the, the slums uh, of Mexico City. She served in Ukraine, um, but that was before we got married. And then um, together, we've uh, mostly um, gone to Romania and had the chance to go repeatedly to Romania. There was a lot of work there that um, I was doing in my World Vision days. And so she got to go as well. We've, she's always had a passion for uh, Romania. And so there's that. And then um, I did a lot of program work in Honduras um, and with a people group called the Linka people. And um, so that's a whole different uh, journey in my life and a uh, passion for that. And it was about housing. And uh, so, yeah, I guess there's probably other places we've been to as well. But obviously, uh, so, you know, the Southern Africa countries. Um, and I've been in, in other African uh, countries as well. Well, you yeah. have you have traveled the world. You have. Tra- Is there any place you haven't been? I've never continent? been. Yeah, never been to India. Never been to uh, Southeast Asia or you know or the Asian uh, mm-hmm. countries. Yeah, South America. Um, no, I, and, and so there's a lot of places I haven't been. So yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, future. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard it first here. <laughs> yeah, breaking news. <laughs> so powerful, Antarctica. <laughs> okay, all right. So we we've got we've got some of the background. This is going to be quite the conversation coming up, Jason. Are you ready for me to ask you to explain things and clarify ideas as we go forward? I would love that. Let's totally just make this a, a casual conversation for real. So this doesn't need to be, doesn't mean need to be fancy uh, podcast stuff. Let's just talk about these issues and, and uh, learn together. And I think it'll be a great, uh, you know, format. So yes, feel free to ask me anything, help me uh, explain myself when it seems confusing or I, uh, I mean, being unclear. I'd love that. Yeah. Well, I'm easily confused, so that that will you'll give me plenty plenty of opportunity to yeah, right. ask for clarification. So, what what kind of topics do you want to cover in these upcoming episodes? Yeah, um, I've I kind of made a list of things that I think would be really helpful for us to talk through that people might be interested in. It's amazing how fast the list can kind of stack up. But I think the first thing is probably the theory of change that we're working as a group towards and what we believe is sort of the foundational aspects of our program work. Um, our theories related to local hiring for local impact, we talk about that. Um, our theories related to purposeful products, I've used that phrase a lot. And, uh, love to talk through that. Of course, the Three Esters Farm and how that came about, the work that we're doing to feed you know, the children and, and how that work is, is coming together. Um, Gosh, James one twenty seven comes to mind. Uh, you know, God's heart for orphans, God heart, God's heart for widows. Um, other topics in the space would be things like sustainability. You know, how uh, Christian ministry works or doesn't work uh, in communities and culture. I think there's a lot of stuff for us to talk about. So yeah, 
that's probably a short list, but I don't think we'll run out of topics. So. Well, and I know that you're working on the third edition of the We Are So Powerful book. Yeah, we are. That's right. Are, are any of these topics going to be covered there? Well, you know, I think, okay, this is breaking news. <laughs> I think what we're going to do with the, the third edition of the book is really um, create a new interior structure where we lean further into the stories of purse makers and our community members like the seamstresses in Zambia. And we just have more of those. And I think what we're going to do is probably compress the front of the book and try to just make it a simple story of what we're doing. And then I'm going to take some of the stuff that was in the second edition. That's about being tent makers or, you know, other aspects of the program. And I'm actually going to take those out. And I think I'm going to just make standalone small booklets or, you know, separate books that talk about the various issues like purposeful products or things like that. So we might end up with actually sort of a collection of books going forward. The third edition of We Are So Powerful will really camp on the stories of the participants. And I think that's what I'm really excited about. I know we've been talking to the people who've done podcast episodes with you and asking them, hey, do you want to convert your podcast conversation into a a book uh, contribution? And I think that's underway. And so I'm really excited about those aspects of it. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. You know, the, I've read the first edition and the second edition, and um, the the second edition book is always a a sponsor of the So Powerful podcast. So there you go. Yeah, we we might have to uh, update our little commercial there. So yeah. Um, anything else that we want to cover here in this first episode as we we talk about what's coming up? I would just say uh, thanks, everybody, for taking the time to listen to this one. And we're really grateful for everybody's hard work in uh, the ministry and collaboration with us. It's just such an incredible honor to be able to work together. So, Jan, thank you for allowing me to bend and morph the format of the podcast a little bit to do these. But, yeah, I'm I'm really thankful and, and looking forward to them. Well, and, you know, just if if I can just sort of recap, when we started the podcast, I went back to the people who had written stories in the first edition of the We Are So Powerful book and brought them um, into the podcast to talk about what so powerful means to them. And, and so many of those stories were so meaningful. And then as time went on, uh, after we covered all of those, we started reaching out to people who were more in the community who had a connection to So Powerful. And we've interspersed that with episodes with, with you and Dana and, and others talking about, uh, the ministry and in, in more depth. And so I'm really looking forward to, um, this, this next few episodes, probably eight or 10 or so. Uh, where where we take this new approach. So thank you so much for for suggesting this, and I think this is going to be great. Awesome. All right. Okay, well, listen next week. See? We'll talk some more with Jason. Have a good week. Bye-bye. If what you've heard today inspires you to want to make a difference, I urge you to explore the So Powerful website at www.sopowerful.org. That's S-E-W-P-O-W-E-R-F-U-L dot O-R-G. The website has great information about the organization. It's where you can download the free purse patterns or even make a donation. 
We hope you will join us again next week when we bring you another so powerful story. Thanks for listening. Now go out and have a so powerful day.